Thursday evening, everybody. We are back, and you are listening to The Ordinary Podcast. I am your host, Stephen, and I am joined alongside, always, by my co-host. Ryan, how's it going, guys? So, Ryan, welcome back from our temporary hiatus from the podcast. Uh, for those of you who don't know, there have been a lot of changes going on in our lives, and we've been incredibly busy, and unfortunately, we haven't been able to find a time to sit down and record a podcast episode, and after a little over a month of uh, a break we are back and better than ever for episode seven we are back and it feels good it does right we're back live on the airways i mean we're recording this live but they're not listening to us live but you, you get the gist we're back <laughs> they get it they're just happy we're back so we're gonna try a little something different today um being gone for so long i had um actually pitched an idea to steven a little bit earlier when we were thinking about how we were going to do this episode, you know, come back from being away so long. And I had brought up the idea of um, ad-libbing it, essentially just talking, you know, off the top of our heads, no real topics in mind, but, you know, I just thought it would be something cool for us to give a shot, you know, especially coming back from from not recording for so long. And and Stephen agreed, so we're going to give it a shot. Uh, we have a few topics, like sort of back burner that like if we hit some dead air that we can talk about. So that way you guys just don't have to hear us rambling for so long if we, you know, can't land on a topic. Um, but I do have a few things. I jotted down some notes, you know, no real, like nothing, nothing too big, but just some things to, you know, sort of get the ball rolling. Um, so honestly, a good place to start would just be, you know, talk about where we've been, what's been going on. So obviously Steven, you're, you've been the one that's, you know, sort of, been doing all the things. Um, so why don't you go ahead and start us off and just, you know, update us on the life of Steven. Yeah. So the last month has been kind of a uh, kind of crazy, chaotic, exciting, uh, momentous. There's, there's been a lot of, um, reasons for me to be stressed out, but also incredibly happy and thrilled. And, um, for those of you who don't know, I was, I got married on April 6th. Um, so that was probably the biggest change in my life. Um, and then I also, I bought a house in early March. So right after we got married, we went up to uh, Niagara Falls in Canada and we spent a couple days up there. And then as soon as we got back from Canada, we came right to the new house and spent our first night in the new house. And, um, you know, I'm still trying to get it put together. I'm currently sitting in my office that, um, is just full of boxes that I have yet to go through full of just random, random stuff that I haven't put away or feel like it's not a necessity yet. So it's just been crazy. I mean, from, um, you know, trying to get my internet service and my TV set up to, um, to having my furniture delivered and just trying to get everything organized. Like I didn't realize how stressful moving was. Um, because I mean, I've literally legitimately, like I've lived in several houses in my life, but, um, where I lived with my parents uh, before I got married. Um, that's the only house that I, I really remember. We moved a few times, like when I was really little that I don't really remember too much, but um, for over 20 years, I lived in that, in the house with my parents where they're at now. So, you know, 
I've never really gone through that moving experience. I know Ryan, you've, you moved a few times. Um, I feel like throughout your life. And, um, so this is my first like real, real taste of it because, um, for those of you who, who know me, um, you know, when I went to college, like when I went away, I didn't live at school. I actually commuted from home. So I didn't even get like that temporary feeling of moving out and, um, you know, having to set up a dorm room and, and all that kind of stuff. So I, I mean, this, this was like legit my first experience being out on my own and setting everything up. So it's been, um, it's definitely been a challenge, but, um, the wife and I are just having a great time. We're having a blast that it just, it still kind of feels surreal. Like being married is a incredible feeling. Um, it's just, it's still like almost hasn't hit us. We're, we're over a month now and it still kind of hasn't hit us that, that we're married. But, um, yeah, it, it's just, this past month has just been unreal. Yeah. So I would say that it's, uh, pretty safe to assume why we have sort of been off the air for a little bit, you know, obviously, you know, just with all the th- things that you've been sort of enduring, you know, and going through, I mean, that's, you know, enough. It's enough not an excuse, right Ryan. Getting married is not an excuse. <laughs> Listen, don't shoot the messenger. <laughs> um, so why don't you just tell us a little bit about, you know, maybe some bullet points about your, your mini moon. Oh yeah. So the mini moon was really awesome. So um, for those of you, I, I'm, this is my new catchphrase for those of you. So for those of you who, um, who don't know, my wife is a teacher. So um, being a teacher in New Jersey, I don't know what it's like in Pennsylvania or other districts, but I know the district that my wife teaches in, which by the way, I'm still getting used to calling her my wife. It's kind of weird to hear, but uh, <laughs> I'm getting there. But so my wife's district actually only allows her to take two personal days throughout the year. So what we decided to do, we, we knew we needed to get away after we got married. Like we just knew we had to get away from the craziness and, and all the stress. Um, so we decided to go up to Niagara Falls up in Canada for a few days. And um, so what we did was the day after the wedding, we, uh, we flew up to Buffalo. We rented a car from Buffalo and actually we got to drive into Canada, which was a pretty cool experience. I mean, I've, I've been out of the country, but I've never driven out of the country. I've only flown. So it was kind of cool to go through, you know, you know, to drive into another country. It was pretty neat. Um, I'll tell you, though, when you have an American car and your your speedometer is in miles per hour, but everything else, but, you know, all the um, speed limit signs in Canada are in, are in kilometers. It's really trippy. But um, so we actually so we stayed at the Falls View Marriott, which um, was incredible. The, the hotel, this hotel is so cool because the rooms only face the falls. There's no room that faces the, the city. It only faces the falls. And our room, we were up on the 12th floor and it was just an unobstructed view of, of the Horseshoe Falls, the Canadian Falls. And we even could see the American Falls from where we were. And uh, like, it was so funny because my, my, my mother and father-in-law had gone up to Niagara years ago and I was talking to my father-in-law and he goes, you're not, you're not going to understand what it's like to just be mesmerized by water. He goes, you know, going up there, you might be a little skeptical. Oh, what's there going to, you know, am I really going to stare at this for four days or whatever? I I'm telling you, Ryan, I sat in a chair. It was nice because we had a little like fireplace in our room, huge picture window that overlooked the falls and there were chairs. So I'm sitting there in the chair and I swear to God, all I did 
was just stare at the water. It is like the most beautiful, one of the most beautiful sights I've ever seen. And I was just mesmerized by it. I mean, I could legitimately stare at it all day. And for the most part, I did for four days. But um, but it was great. We went down and we explored the falls um, during the day. And then we actually took a trip to um, a little town called Niagara on the Lake, which is separate from Niagara Falls. But it's it's a, it was about a 30-minute drive, um, very scenic, which was beautiful. Um, it's literally one road and you you kind of you go along the river the whole way. And as soon as you get to Niagara on the lake, it's this quaint little town. It's got a lot of little shops and a few bakeries and different things you can do. And um, it sits right on Lake Ontario. And it was that was. I don't know if you've ever seen a great lake, but again, it, it was just like the falls. It was just so breathtaking. It literally looked like a still ocean. There were no waves. But like you, it was just water as far as the eye could see. And then all, all the way in the distance, you see this little, like just this little blur and it was Toronto. So it was just, it was so cool. You kind of make out the skyline and it was just such a great trip. We got away. Oh, and then we actually ended up when we were walking through the town, they were filming a Netflix movie called, um, what the heck? It was called, it's going to be called Christmas calendar and it comes out in November um, starring one of the girls that was on True Blood, so that was kind of cool. So we got to see like a, a movie set and walk around, and actually we went into the Christmas store that's open, and that was their staging area. So we actually saw the two like stars of the movie sitting in their chairs getting their makeup done while we were shopping for Christmas ornaments, like you know tourists. So it was it was a really really neat trip. Um, obviously, I you know we wish we had a few more days, but. If you ever have an opportunity, like if you have a long weekend and you want to just get away, it was an inexpensive trip um, and there was just so much to do. And it was truthfully like we the one day we were just so lazy. We literally like stayed in the room the whole day. I brought my laptop, hooked it up to the TV. We had Netflix playing. We got room service like three or four different times. And the same waiter came to the room. I'm like, dude, you must think we're the laziest people in the world. Um but it was awesome. He came in and like, he asked if we wanted to know any like fun facts about the falls. And each time I was like, yeah, if you got it, if, if you have another like fun fact, we'd love to know. So he, he would come in come to the window and show us different things and told us a few different stories about the falls. But it was uh, it was a really neat trip. Yeah, that sounds awesome. And I, I know I saw a couple of your pictures that you posted. Um, it definitely looked pretty awesome. So obviously. Yeah. And, and, and one cool thing that, one cool thing that I got to experience, I mean, obviously um, we haven't been on, on the air in a while, but there was that tragedy in minor hockey with the humble Broncos um, where they got into that bus accident and the lost their practically the entire team. Um, we were actually at Niagara Falls when they did the light tribute. So at night I actually, they lit the falls up in the green and yellow for the team. And I didn't know they were doing that. And, um, we were down at the falls actually that night, we just decided, Hey, we're only here. This is our last night. Let's go down to the falls and see what it's like at night. And we went down there. And as soon as we got down there, I kid you not, it lit up green and, and, uh, yellow. And I'm like, man, this is really cool. And then I thought, I wonder if this is for the Broncos. And then I went on Twitter and, uh, I think it was Twitter or Facebook maybe. And Chris, our good friend, Chris, reached out to me and goes, you know, Hey, did you see this? And I happened to see it. And it was just, 
it was really cool. It was actually a really like surreal moment. Yeah, that's awesome. I had actually seen that and I wasn't sure if it was the last day that you were there or if you guys had already left. So that's awesome that you got a chance to experience that. Yeah, it was our last night. And let me tell you something. I have never been intimidated by water. (laughs) I'm a very strong swimmer. I'm a certified scuba diver. Like I love the water. I have never been intimidated by the ocean, by like nothing. I'm telling you, when you get up and you hear the roar of that water, it is like, it is like nothing you've ever heard before. It's really, really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I believe it. That's, I mean, I'm not, you know, one with the water like you are, but I would be pretty intimidated as well. <laughs> yeah. it, it, and it was crazy because you think about like, I feel like when you hear about Niagara Falls, you kind of hear about those stories of like the people going over the falls in the, in the barrels. Right. I'm like, I don't even know. I, I, I wouldn't even have like the cojones to get into a barrel and try that. Cause it's just, dude, I'm telling you it's deceiving. Like you look at pictures, it is the pictures don't do it justice. Oh yeah. I feel it's like intense. it's that way with a lot of like, you know, those touristy destinations that people go, like you can see thousands and thousands of pictures of it and like sort of imagine it in your head, but it's never really the same until you see it in person. Cause you know, you, you don't know what it's like. You just see a picture. So, yeah, exactly. I mean, and, and it kind of goes back to what I said about my what my father in law said. It was literally, it's water, and you see pictures of it, and you're like, oh, that's kind of cool. But until you experience it and see it firsthand, like you, you just don't know. And it, it's a really cool trip. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, I mean, since we've been off air for so long, I know one topic that we obviously always love talking about and um, a lot has changed since our last episode is the sports world. Um, Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't even really know exactly where to start um, because literally so much has happened. Um, Obviously our, what hasn't happened? What hasn't happened? Right. Yeah. Like we could literally just toss out any sport, anything right now and it's been changed like 10 times over yeah and i think Um, and there's like a lot of positives but there's also a lot of negatives it's just it's the sports world is insane right now yeah so obviously one of the biggest negatives we can talk about is our beloved devils were knocked out of the playoffs Um, dude you gotta let me play the horn (laughs) yeah I, i i foresaw the horn as a positive and it was like it was it was a very tragic moment that I was going for, you know, like the real intense, deep, you know, they were knocked out, oh. and then you, you hit them with the high note of the horn, as if they had just scored a goal. Well, you, you know, it's funny. <laughs> I mean, although there was a negative, although obviously the the negative aspect of of what happened was that obviously the Devils didn't make it out of the first round. The positives are there. I think there's more positives than negatives when you think about yeah. the Devils and you think about this whole run, right? Um, you know, if if you and I started this podcast in the beginning of the hockey season, we wouldn't have even we wouldn't have even uh, considered talking about the Devils as a playoff team. I mean, I I mean, I probably we probably would have because we're fans and that's our team. Right. And, and but realistically, real, but yeah, if we were going to, if we were going to objectively talk about it and say, you know what, let's, let's look at it at just from a pure hockey standpoint, they weren't going to make the playoffs. Like that was a, that was a 
like an expectation. And that was a reality that me as a fan, like I had, and I was, I had accepted it. I was like, you know what? It's fine. We're getting closer. We're getting closer. But let me tell you something. This year of hockey really showed a lot. And I think there were more positives. Like I said, there are more positives than negatives this entire season. And I think the playoffs included. I think we saw we saw some really great strides from some players. I mean, obviously, you look at Taylor Hall. I mean, Taylor Hall is the number one example of a player that took a massive leap forward in his game. I mean, you're talking about a Hart Trophy candidate. I mean, regardless, Taylor Hall, Taylor Hall was a game changer, especially that last month of the season. He just, he was unstoppable. I mean, he had a, yeah. he just went, it was pretty much the reason that they got there. I mean, not the sole reason, but he definitely put the team on his back to a fair extent. Yeah. And I, I would say there were probably, I would say there were three players that really kind of put the devils on their back and really carried the load, um, to make it to the playoffs. Um, Taylor Hall, obviously, offensively just he the last month they, they couldn't stop him he just points that, that point streak that he went on was just unreal yeah. right um all right take take a guess who do you think number two is uh, i mean if i had to guess maybe nico surprisingly not nico i would actually mm. say i was on the fence about that answer and yeah. then i was like oh, i'm just gonna shoot my shot i'll say you know what but i will say Nico was a pleasant surprise. I mean, we knew we yeah. knew coming into the season that Nico wasn't going to be an Austin Matthews, a Patrick Laine, or even obviously not even a Connor McDavid. We knew he was going to come in and be an impact player right away. He was going to be able to play and and create offense with the speed. Um, but to me, it was a midseason acquisition that at first I wasn't too thrilled about. But Sammy Votnin, um, yeah, obviously, you know. Adam Henrique is my boy. He's my favorite player. He's been my favorite player since he came up in 2012 as a rookie um, for that run to the Stanley Cup. He just, I don't know, I felt like he embodied the team. So when he was traded to Anaheim, it kind of, it bummed me out. But I'm going to tell you something. Well, well, hold on, hold on. Throw in your fun fact that you have met Adam Henrique. I have met Adam Henrique. You got to let the viewers know, man. You got to let throw uh, the humble brag in there. I guess. I mean, okay, if we're going to go along that. I am one of the national anthem singers for the New Jersey Devils, so I have met several of the players multiple times. And um, one of the times was when I was when I went for my first like audition to sing the anthem. Henrik was there, so I got to meet him. And then um, I met him again. I met him again when I sang the anthem, I think, my second year. Um my second year singing the anthem, um, I was walking to my to my dressing room, and it was just outside the Devils' old locker room. And Henrik was out there, and I was like, "You're Adam Henrik." Like I was starstruck. It was pretty cool. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, we kind of got a little sidetracked, but um, it was necessary. Okay, a, a little necessary. But <laughs> Sammy, I mean, Sammy Votnin really changed, kind of changed the team defensively. I think he was. He was a real shutdown guy, five on five. Um, the way he moves the puck in transition is something that the Devils have been desperately in need of. And um, I think he he is a big step forward 
in the right direction when it comes to our D core. I think the defense, the defensive core for the Devils still needs an upgrade. Um, we're looking at you, John Carlson, the defenseman um, for the Washington Capitals. He is a New Jersey native, grew up as a Devils fan, and he will be an unrestricted free agent at the end of the season. Um, you know, he's a top pairing defenseman. I think that somebody again, you could get him as a free agent. And who knows, maybe he helps your defensive core. But if we just look at, obviously, this team for now, like I said, three standouts. Vaughn just, he was a shutdown defenseman. He played very well, moved the puck well, and just kind of, I don't, I think he brought a little more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? A little more, he, he, he gave the rest of the decor a little more confidence. I think Andy Green, you saw it in Andy Green a little more. When Votnin and Green played together, Green looked a little more confident in his game. Obviously, he's on the back end of his career. But um, take a guess, number three. Who do you think the third? My third. Oh, you're going to make me wrong again? Here's the- yeah, give me a hint. Give me a small hint. See, I can't because it'll, it'll totally give it away, mm. which might be a hint in itself. Come on. You can do it. I don't know. I thought I was okay with my my first shot, and then I missed, and now my confidence is shaking. Listen, this is just me. This is this is just my opinion. Not saying that's right, but it's just my opinion. Is it is it uh, Mister Mister Keith Kincaid? It's Keith Kincaid, the goaltender, Keith Kincaid. Um, I I would have to say, um. If we're looking at like the three stars, Taylor Hall gets one, Kincaid gets two, Botnick gets three. Um, Keith Kincaid really showed me something this this season. Um, obviously, when Corey went went down with an injury, um, needless to say, it was a it was a bit of a scary it's a scary situation because obviously the team got off to that really hot start, then Corey gets hurt, and you're like, oh boy, here we go. Um, but Kincaid just tore it up. I mean, he went – I mean, what did he end the season? I think he was like 26-10-3. and three. I'm just trying to pull those numbers off the top of my head. But um, what's, what's funny about that too is, you know, in the beginning of the year and like even like mid-year, um, you know, my confidence – at least mine, I speak for yourself. Sure. But, you know, my confidence in Kincaid was like, I don't know. Like it wasn't really there. Like I felt like every time he was in net, like it wasn't really like he was going to let in goals. You know what I mean? Like I didn't feel that confidence that I felt like early year when, when Corey was in there. Um, Maybe that's just name factor. Um, I don't know. Obviously I'm not as big of a fan as you are. So you have more of an expert analysis, but um, that's just sort of how I felt. I mean, obviously end year Kincaid went on a tear, tore it up. You know, obviously my confidence was sky high once once he started doing that, but you know, that's just how I felt. Yeah. I mean, obviously I think you look at the league now and the league is definitely developed into a two goalie. Like you need, you need to be strong. You need to have two strong goaltenders in the league. And I think, I think Kincaid really solidified himself as, as potentially being a starting goaltender in the, in the national hockey league. I think the last few years, um, you know, we talk about Keith Kincaid and we're like, uh, maybe not that we missed the mark, but we was like, oh, he's a good backup, right? Kincaid's a good backup. But, you know, now you have a guy that, you know, if you put him between the pipes, he's, he's going to give you a solid outing. And I mean, if you look at what he's doing right now in the world juniors, or no, not the world juniors, I'm sorry. Um, 
the world, what the heck is it called? The IHF World Championship or whatever. Um, he's playing for Team USA and he's kill, he's tearing it up there too. Um, it's just really, you know, he took a, a huge leap forward this year. Um, and uh, I, I just have to say, I, I was very pleasantly surprised with the way Keith, Keith played. Like I said, there were a lot of bright spots on this team. I think Brian Boyle was a very, um, was a great surprise for the Devils. Um, you know, obviously, I think, I think his story also motivated the team in a way. Obviously, you get yeah, a guy who they rallied around. Him. Yeah, I mean, you get first off, Brian Boyle's one of the like he's like one of the monsters of the NHL. The dude is a giant, and um, you know, it's just so funny when you think about like injuries and and illnesses and things like that, and you look at the difference between the sports. Um, I don't know if I could tell you that in any other sport, if an athlete was diagnosed with cancer, that they would play that season. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if I'd ever see a, a football player put the helmet on and go out there after being diagnosed and saying, you know what? No, I'm going to play. Or even, yeah. I mean, listen, you, you look at like, sometimes you even look at like baseball players and they have turf toe and they don't play for like, they, they go on the 15 day DL and they don't even play, you know, boil. Well, took like a few months off, got, got his initial treatment, got back to strength and he played like, it's just unreal what these guys, how committed these hockey players are um, to the game. It's, it's really, it's remarkable. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely is. So I think obviously we talked to devils a little, little, little dead today. Um, obviously, like I said, well, oh, before, before you hop, oh, well, I mean, Getting, getting out of the devils, I have a, a pretty fun topic that I wanted to jump into on sports as well. Because okay. um, I, I didn't know if, it, if you were leading into another topic, I didn't want you to jump too soon. Um, so obviously, you know, NHL is your jam. You're pretty into it. You know, we have a few other sports collectively that we are both, you know, somewhat into, you know, between NFL and MLB and all that. But the one that I can speak pretty confidently that you're, you know, you, you like it, you think it's okay, but you don't love it is basketball. And so that's why I think this could be a fun little conversation. Sure. Um, Let's do it. So, so the question that I'm going to pose to you is, and I'm going to lead up to it before I get your answer is the hottest debate of our time. You can go on any sports center post about this Jordan. player and you'll see it all throughout the comments. So the question Michael is Michael Jordan all day. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Okay. Right. You already know where I'm going. So that is the question that I'm going to ask, but I don't know. I don't know. Okay. So the question is, is LeBron James better than Michael Jordan is LeBron the best that's ever played or is it Michael Jordan? And I just, it's tough for me, um, you know, especially recently. Okay, so the Cavs are in the playoffs right now. And I'm going to quickly read read you the stats, just the points. I'll just do the points for all of the games that LeBron has played in in the playoffs this year. So I'm going to read them 1 through 11, which is how many games they've played so far. Yeah, so starting at 1 to 11, he scored 24, 46, 28, 32, 44, 22, 45, 26, 43, 38, and 29. 
And what's also quick to note is at least one of those games, he hit the game winner, at least. And I want to say that it was more than that, but at least one. So why don't you go ahead? Obviously, this is, you know, you're not your strongest suit as far as NBA, but why don't you go no. ahead and pose your pose your case? Yeah, so um, I, hate this. I, I hate that this is a debate. I understand why it's a debate, but I hate that it's a debate. Um, well, before you go, uh, I'm just going to say go. that I am questionably on the flip side of what you're saying. So you just continue, no, I but know, just oh, know really, that I, I totally expect <laughs> you to be you, to you for you to say LeBron. Um, I am, I'm going to tell you, I think it's Jordan. Um, and I think, I think it's so hard because when you think about it, right, it's, it's almost like you're comparing apples to oranges because Right. And I think that's what people don't understand is when like they have this conversation. I feel like nobody takes into consideration like they're different times, they're different generations, they play different players. Yeah. And yeah, you can argue that as a fighting point one way or the other, but it's it's it makes them almost uncomparable. And that's and that's kind of And they're they're different. They play different positions. They are different people. They play different. Right. Like there's so many different things like yeah you can compare them but like you're yeah like you said you're comparing apples to oranges or and that's you know and that's ryan that's why i hate these sports debates because i feel like oh who's the greatest of all time it's so so difficult because it's i mean listen i'm going to turn to hockey real quick obviously everybody calls the great one wayne gretzky right and everyone says oh no one's gonna be as good as wayne obviously no one's gonna get put up the numbers like wayne gretzky because the game has evolved, the game has changed, right? And it's the same with basketball, it's the same with football, it's the same with baseball. But I think it's I think I think the change is more prevalent in basketball than it is in the other sports because um, there are so many there are so many liberties. I feel like there are so many things, there's so many rules in basketball that have changed between Jordan's time and between LeBron's time, right? Like if you and this is again, uh, I'm exaggerating a little bit, but if you were to breathe on LeBron as he's driving in the paint, he, it, it's a foul, right? Well, um, back in, I feel like back in Jordan's day, dude, dudes are throwing elbows and they're like pushing each other, and sh- and stuff like that didn't get called. You know what I mean? Like stuff like that didn't didn't get called. Um, but also, I think you look at the traveling. Look at how traveling has evolved, right? I feel like if you ever if you watch any of like LeBron's highlights. And he's, you know, he's at the baseline and, you know, he's, he's going up for his, you know, one of his show stopping dunks. He takes like three or four steps where he doesn't dribble the ball and just slams it home. And that's not a travel call. So it's like the game has just evolved and changed so much that it's, it's really hard for me to make a clear cut decision on who I think is better. Um, I think if you were to put like George, all right, like if, see, it's so hard. Like if you were to put, if you were to put Jordan in his prime and LeBron in his prime, like one on one, I I personally think it's Jordan. I think I just think he's a he, Jordan's a little more maybe a little more athletic than LeBron. I think. I also think yeah, I don't agree. I don't disagree with you, but I think the problem there is like again, they're just so different. Like LeBron's LeBron bigger. is this like, and LeBron's bigger. He's a beast. Like he's. Yeah, he's built. 
You know what I mean? And not that Michael Jordan's not like a, you know, strong guy or whatever, but like he's not, that wasn't who he was. Jordan was a guard. You're talking about a, when you talk about LeBron, you talk about a, you know, a three or four. You know, you're looking at a, yeah. a, a, a anywhere between a small and a power forward. And, you know, you look at Jordan and he was a shooting guard. You know, maybe he played, you know, I think he played small forward a little bit. But I don't, it's, I just, like I said, I hate that this is a, is a debate. Um, again, it, it, it just, it just bugs me a bit. I don't know. Yeah. I, to be honest, I don't mind the debate as long as it was sensible. And I feel like a lot of people can't be sensible when they have the debate. I feel like the biggest problem is a lot of people will turn and talk about the generation gap or like players back then were tougher, bigger, stronger. And I just – I hate that people can't think sensibly about it and just admit that like – yeah, the game's different, but like LeBron is on a whole nother level now too. So, you know, and I think that's my biggest thing is that no one can really think about it. I, you know, with I agree. Logic. I, I totally agree with you, except for one thing: um, the toughness. Like, I, I, I want to point that out, and I think that's that. In my eyes, is what edges Jordan out over LeBron. But see, um, the the devil's advocate to that is like. LeBron can't help that, right? Like, the question would be, like, if you put LeBron back then, are we saying he wouldn't be as good? Because I don't think that's true. I think yeah, but you look at but you look at these, but you look at these like um, these days off that LeBron takes. You you know what I'm talking about? Like he he gets these maintenance days. Yeah, um, I mean, I think they're. I don't think it's as common as some of the other players that are around right now. Yeah, but if you think, but. Still, like you think about it, Michael Jordan played with the flu. Like, dude, dude should have been in bed pumping Gatorade, and he's on the court and he's dropping threes like it's nobody's business. See, but that's the thing too is like we get that we get that argument a lot, right? So like, like I know that's a huge right, right. Like the, the the flu game, we got you know the shot in the playoffs that's like on a poster where he's shooting over the player and it was like the game winner and overtime of the playoffs. But I feel like everyone, like they immortalized those moments of Jordan's career. Right. And rightfully so they were incredible moments. Those are the moments that like made his career almost, but I feel like nobody really immortalizes those moments in LeBron's career. So like I said earlier, like LeBron had an awesome game winner. Um, just against the Pacers or it might've been, no, no, no. It was against the Raptors, this current series that they just finished out. And he hit this awesome game winner. He hit like a floater off the backboard while he was falling out of bounds. It was awesome. And it's just like in the moment we saw, you know, sports center tweeted it out and like, you know, it's on the daily news or whatever. But then I feel like it's, it's done and gone. You mean LeBron center? Yeah. I mean, listen, they do, overuse him i get that but like i feel like they're, it's just like done and gone where it's not like i feel like they're not immortalized moments like these jordan moments were and i don't understand why because like they're just as good like they were both game winners they were both tough shots they were both in big moments you know LeBron also, had a good game it's not like he just showed up for that that shot you know what i mean so it's i don't know i also kind of like an underdog story um you know obviously MJ with his like 
with like his claim to fame and how he got cut and he was yeah. a walk-on. Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a good, and, it's a good folk tale. Well, I yeah, guess folk tale. And, I, and, I, and I, truthfully, I think, I think that's probably why people immortalize him over LeBron a little more because like we knew when LeBron came into the league, LeBron was going to be good. Like we knew he was going to be really, really good. Um, not saying that we didn't think Jordan would be, but I think Jordan really fought and clawed his way, you know, to get to where he was, where LeBron just had the intangibles. You know what I mean? Like LeBron had LeBron has those abilities that you just can't teach. Um, where Jordan, I feel like really he worked his ass off. I'm not saying LeBron didn't, but I feel like Jordan had to probably maybe work a little harder. Now, I'm I'm also coming from a standpoint that I don't really like LeBron James. I think I um I haven't liked him since the whole I'm taking my talents to South Beach. Like, dude. Yeah, and see, like, I, on, a lot not, of people. A lot I hate of people that. I hate that. that. Like, what do you really need? Do you really need a a press conference that was like, whoa, it was like an ESPN special, right? For like, yeah. it was like a, I, it was like a two and a half hour special, and they waited until the absolute end for him to be like, oh, I'm going with D Wade. Like, you know what, dude? And I think a lot of people still have that stigma of that in their minds. And that was sort of like the tipping point as to when when everybody really started to dislike LeBron. Um, And I think – I can't wrong you for it, obviously. But um, I think a lot has changed. Um, I I think, you know, this is going to sound so, like, cliche. But I think if you, like – took the time and like, you know, watched him and like watched what he's doing now, what he says in his press conferences, how he carries himself. I think he's changed a lot from those days of like that. And I think even him himself would say like, if he could go back and change, and I think he might've already said so, but like, if he could go back and change the way that that all went down, like he hundred percent would. Um, yeah. But obviously you can't see it happened. Yeah, it still just leaves a bad taste in my mouth. I don't know. I mean, listen, I, I'm I'm still really bitter um, about the Nets leaving New Jersey, and 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 that's kind of where my that's well, no, 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 and and, and I know it's like kind of unrelated to what we've been talking about, but that's kind of like where my interest in basketball really started to fall off because I really started getting into basketball right towards the right towards the tail end of when the Nets were, you know, right towards the tail end of the Nets being in New Jersey. And that's, I was really starting to get into it with Brooke Lopez and then the trade for Darren Williams. And, you know, I was really into it. And then all of a sudden, you know, they moved to Brooklyn and I don't know, I, I don't know what it was like the fact that, well, I'll tell you what the problem was. They moved to Brooklyn. They went all in, you know, they, the ownership and everything. They said, Hey, let's dump a whole lot of money into getting older guys that can help us try to get a title now. And yeah, they would get to the first round of the playoffs and they would get annihilated and then that would be it. And then they exploded two years later and they had no draft picks to get anybody young. And here they are now just finally rebuilding. So it, it's, I get it. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's the thing. Like, and, and when, when the Nets moved to Brooklyn, I, I had this inner conflict with myself was like, do I, do I keep my allegiance to, to the Nets or do I, you know, jump ship because it sucks. I mean, like, uh, listen, now I, I, I like that was a little that was a little taste of what it felt must feel like for, you know, like a team to like real to relocate. Like if you think about um, like the first thing that comes to mind again is going back to hockey. But when the Atlanta Thrashers left 
Atlanta to go back to Winnipeg. I knew a lot of people, you know, there was all these reports coming out of Georgia that, you know, even though the attendance was as like lower than ever, people, there were a lot of people that were really burnt and, and hurt about the Thrashers leaving Atlanta. And I was really hurt about the Nets leaving New, Jer- New Jersey. So I was almost like, I really don't want to support the Nets because they left New Jersey. I don't know. I, I think I'd feel I, – I may – you know, I definitely would probably feel the same way if the Devils moved. Like, I don't know if I'd still support the Devils if they moved from New Jersey. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely. I don't know. So that's like, like I said, that's kind of where my interest fell off. And that was kind of right around the whole time where LeBron, you know, was, was you know, still that number one, you know, hated character. And, you know, yeah. he was the evil villain. And I don't know. Ever since, yeah, and I, I think. I think the biggest thing for when they moved was just, you know, obviously being in New Jersey, it was just a quick ride down to go catch a game if you wanted to. And now it's like a whole thing that you have to plan out. You know, obviously you and I did it once to go to Brooklyn, take all the trains and whatnot, get there. And then you got to focus on how are you going to get back? It's just, it's, it's too much. It was way easier when they were at Prudential. Oh, it was so much easier. And, and it was a shame. Like, it was a shame because they were like New Jersey's. I don't know. Like now the Devils are it. The Devils. Right. Like obviously we we know the Jets and the Giants. One are technically not a New York team. Technically, when it comes to you know their location, um, right. you know they play in New Jersey, and both of their practice facilities are in New Jersey. So they're New Jersey teams, but they're not really New Jersey teams because they don't represent the state. Like the Devils are it, and and for me, like I have a lot of like state pride, and you know, I, that's huge for me. So like I don't know, that's why I kind of stopped watching basketball. I know I kind of delineated from the from the initial no, question. That's okay. Hey, that's, that's what this why, whole episode's about. Yeah, I mean, that's just kind of why I lost my my interest in basketball. To be honest yeah. with you, there's not a team that that really piques my interest. Um, yeah. I, I will tell you this: I, I did have um, kind of when I was singing all over the place and going all you know singing, to, you know around the country. I I did a little um, a little stint in San Antonio in um, in May. It was oh my god, 2014 is like four years ago, um, and it was cool because uh, the Spurs were in the playoffs. And just the whole vibe of the city was really neat. And um, my dad traveled with me for uh, for that little guy was only there for like a long weekend. And um, my dad was there and we, we went to a sports bar and we just watched the, the Spurs. So I would, to be honest, if I'm going to say like there's a team that I support, it's the Spurs just because I don't know. I just, I have, I have no allegiance to... You know, I have no allegiance to the to the Nets, to the Knicks, to anybody around us, but it was just cool to be like in that atmosphere. So, you know, that's my team. Yeah, I remember you. Uh, I remember you going on the the trip, and uh, I remember you texting me and saying that you were a Spurs fan. That was funny. But uh, <laughs> just, I mean, just the one, you know, one more thing I wanted to say about the topic before we moved on to a few more things is, um, you know, I think what's most important for everybody you know, listening, having this debate on their own in their own time is just, you know, feel free to have that debate. Obviously it's one that you can have, but I think what's important is at the end of the day, you realize that Bron's a great player. 
He is probably, no, not probably. He's the best player in the NBA right now. He arguably one of the best we've ever seen. And I think it's important that people take the time and just appreciate what they have while it's here. Just enjoy oh, yeah. watching no the doubt. game. You know, we're going to sit here in 20, 30 years, even if we're not arguing that he's the best of all time, we're going to be arguing that he's up there as one of the best. And, so, And we're going to sit here five years from now, you know, if LeBron retires soon, you know, I don't know if he still has five years in him, but, you know, we could be sitting here five years from now with a, with a, uh, a LeBron-less NBA and go, damn, you know. Yeah, what now? Yeah, we, you know, we used to – and it's going to be the same thing like it, in football. Like when Tom Brady goes, I know you're going to be thrilled as a Jets fan. <laughs> but, yeah. but again, it's going to be like, wow, like we did get to yeah, witness one of, of the era. greatest – Yeah, and I mean, again, I, I had the same experience with – I'm going back to hockey all the time. But I had the same experience with watching Marty Brodeur. I was spoiled my yeah. entire life for like 20 years. You know, I got to watch Marty Brodeur, the best goalie to ever play the game. And I was spoiled. And then he retired. And, you know, life without Marty was tough for a while. And I know LeBron fans everywhere are going to, when he retires, it's it's going to be it's gonna be tough. And truthfully, you may, I don't know, but this is just, you know, I'm taking a guess here. I'm speculating. You may see a decline in viewership when LeBron retires. Yeah, I mean, regardless, like, obviously, there's still great players in the NBA. There's a bunch still to watch. But, like, like I said, he's one of the best we, we will ever see, you know, play the game. And like you said, in, in 15 years, you know, we're sitting here. We're going to be talking about him. And you can just sit back and remember, like, hey, I remember when LeBron played. I remember when he made this shot. I remember when he won the playoffs. You know, all that kind of stuff. But if you're sitting here just hating on him for, you know, his 20-year career or whatever it's going to end up being, you're not going to sit and enjoy it. You're going to sit here and be bitter the whole time. And then in five years when he's done, you know, when he's done, you're going to be like, crap, he's done. And I barely even remember it because I spent all my time hating on him. So, And that's the thing too. Like, I feel like like if you weren't a Bulls fan back when Jordan played, you hated the guy and you didn't appreciate some of his moments until it was too late. And you're like, oh, man. Look what we lost, right? You know, look what the league lost. So, yeah, and and to be honest, every sports league is cyclical like that. It's going to happen where you're going to get the mega superstar, the guy who takes over the league, and he's going to be arguably the best player to ever play the game. It just, I feel like it happens. You know, you'll have that player, that player will retire. You know, you'll have a few years where it's like, you know, there's not that guy. And then all of a sudden, he comes out of nowhere and dominates the league for you know, 10, 15 years. Um, right. I think exactly. So, you know, I think we should just, like you said, I think we should enjoy watching LeBron play basketball, regardless of his antics, regardless of how we feel about it, appreciate what the guy does and how he plays a game. And, and, um, you know, we go from there. Yeah, exactly. All right. So why don't we keep it rolling? So obviously we've been you know, we've been recording for about 45 minutes now. So we usually like to keep these things at about an hour. So I'm going to sort of quick hit on a few other ad lib points that I wanted to hit on. So, you know, yeah. Stephen, just sort of give us the gist of what you're thinking about. Hey, and then I mean, we've been on. gone for, we've been gone for a while. I mean, we can go for two hours. I'm listen, I, I, <laughs> I got all the time in the world here, pal. I hear you. So we'll hit a few points. And then um, what I'm thinking is we'll play a little favorites before we head out and then we'll, we'll close out the episode. Yeah, let's do it. All right, cool. So let's see. 
me just take a look at my notes here. Remember what I had in mind. So, yeah, so this is a, a topic we haven't really got into too much is, um, you know, popular songs or, you know, in the music genre too much. So, you know, how about you, Stephen? Any any popular songs you'd like to suggest to anybody? Maybe some low-key songs that people don't know about that you like, that you think they should listen to? What do, what do you got? Yeah. there's a. I feel like there's a lot of songs out there right now. Um, Jesus. I mean, I feel like if you just turn on... Um, like, if you have Sirius XM... Um, and you turn on hits one, you're going to get like an awesome song. Um, one that I, I love is, um, zombie by bad wolves. Um, I think it's a, I'm more than certain it's a remake. Like it's a, it's a cover. Um, it's, it's freaking awesome. Um, I listen to that a lot. I'm trying to think what else there's, um, you know, I, I, it's hard for me to admit this. I'm gonna oh say boy. I'm gonna say it. Oh boy. Um, it's hard Where's for me to, going? it's hard for me to admit this. I am actually digging yeah, I'm digging it. Um, the song Good Old Days, it's uh Macklemore and Kesha. Oh, okay. I don't think so, I've heard it, but um, Macklemore's good. I like I'm really it. I'm really digging that song. It's a it's I, listen, I, I love all kinds of music. Like I, I listen to everything from from popular, you know, from pop music to country to uh, rap and even opera. So, like, uh, dude, I am, I'm all over the place with music. But right now, I'm, I'm like, I'm really getting into that. And um, funny enough, I kind of like, um, I'm kind of digging. Hold on, I want to just, I, I want to get the right band. Okay, so I. <laughs> I'm really getting into um, bluegrass. And Interesting. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is about it. I think it's something. It's there's a song that I really love. It's called "Man of Constant Sorrow" by the Soggy Bottom Boys. That just uh, wow, it's That's awesome. Amazing. Yeah, dude. It, but I'll tell you what, it's a good song. Um, I'm actually gonna send you. I want to find it and send you right now. Here it is. Hold on. I don't know if I'm going to be able to play it, if you're going to be able to hear it. It'd be awesome if you could. Stupid YouTube. Yeah, give it a shot. Hold on. Let's see. Can you hear that? Can you hear that? Uh, unfortunately no. not. Okay. All right. I'm going to send you – I'll send you the link, and uh, you can check it out. I, I just think it's a good song. I don't know. I, that's just me. Um, go check yeah. it out. Man of, Constant Sorrow. Man of Constant Sorrow. It's Bluegrass. I mean, this song, I'm telling you, it's an old song. But uh, I've just been getting into it lately. Oh, we could even get that on our Twitter when we're all said and done yeah, here. Dude, I mean, anything with a banjo, I'm all about it. Let's go. Sign <laughs> I like it. Up. And also, cool. I'm also going to say that Yodel Kid, the Walmart Yodeling Kid, <laughs> dude, Oh yeah, that kid is a badass. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty good, huh? Yeah, Mason Ramsey. He's a... He's, uh, Listen, hey, it's impressive. Good for that kid. He sang Coachella. <laughs> he sang Coachella at like twelve years old. So good for him. How about yeah, you? Not a lot of people How about you? that. What, what are you? What are you listening to? What are you vibing? Oh, man, so honestly, I'm sort of the same as you. Whereas, like, 
I'm sort of in like every sort of genre. I mean, I'm not as far as like bluegrass. Like that's less a little too far for me. But, you know, obviously I've always been a fan of like, you know, hip hop and rap. But then I've also, you know, started to get to, into alternative music. And then, you know, I, um, you know, I've recently over the past like year or two years, I've really been getting into country as well. So um, one of the most popular songs that you sort of just hit the market a few days ago is actually you know, a hip hop song um, by Childish Gambino called This Is America. Oh. And yep. one of the reasons that it hits so hard move. is because of all... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, not even that. Mostly because of, like, all Dude, of the pop culture references. That dance, that you know, dance... It's really... You, you I feel, I'm sorry, I keep video. cutting you off, but, dude, like, um, that's awesome. the new hotline bling. Like, legit. <laughs> like, that, that dance needs to yeah. be a Fortnite emote. I'm telling you, because that's <laughs> oh, yeah. I saw it and I was like, that's one, I would probably hurt myself if I tried to move like that. But uh, <laughs> sorry, go ahead. But yeah, and no, and, and I think what one of the biggest things coming from that video, like I said, is all the pop culture references and just, you know, it really hits home in the video as to like, you know, what America is like up to right now what's wrong with america and i can't even really begin to describe everything that's going on in the video really you need to read some articles on it and like watch the video yourself because it's so so crazy um you know I, I said to my one friend the other night like it's it's sort of like you watch it and you can watch it 10 times over and you still don't know exactly everything that's going on that he's sort of hinting at so it's crazy so, so, i would so this is like a, a, a random side thought i i noticed what you said like everything that's been going wrong in america right yeah one of these podcasts i would like to do what's going right in america because i feel like yeah i know again yeah, going, right. we're I, talking about music here yeah. but i'm just kind of give me like two seconds let me just get this off my chest Oh, go ahead. Go um, ahead. This is something that like kind of bothers me. Is, you know, we've been talking a lot. Like, you know, if you look in the news and you look kind of on Twitter or Facebook, you know, you turn on CNN. Um, it's all negativity, right? And it's like it's all, oh, the world's going to shit. You know, you know, we're responsible for the world going to shit. Or, you know, meaning America, and you know, we got to focus on the positives, man. Like, ah. Uh, I love, like, I was listening to the radio today. Maybe it was yesterday. I don't remember. And and I'm just kind of like, like, um, heart, you know, just kind of playing, tying off of, uh, of, you know, that topic. And they were talking about, like, exactly what I'm trying to say is, like, they're talking about good deeds that you've done and, you know, kind of what you've experienced and is our country really as bad as the media and, you know, social media and, and all these artists make it out to be because dude, I, I think there's truthfully, I think there's more good in our country than, than what's being displayed. And I think like, look, yeah. dude, like, don't get me wrong. I think, I think this song is, I think the song is awesome. Truthfully. I actually really do enjoy it. Um, I think it's catchy, but I think that's what's wrong is like we, all we do and like all this, all that celebrities do and, and, and famous people, they just are, we're just shining a light on the negativity that is America, but there's so many there's so many good things and good things happening out there that i want to bring to light i don't know sorry yeah it's, i just it's went on i went no, on a little I mean, rant so i'm sorry about that but that's no, how I it's, feel. it's i mean i definitely get where you're coming from and i think it's sort of a two-sided coin where it's like it's almost like people are one way or the other it's either like people have their head in the clouds and they think everything's fine everything's great whatever and then you have the other side where people are like you know 
there's so much wrong with us and what are we going to do? You know, yeah. we're going to, we're going to all die. And I just don't feel like there's a lot of middle ground where like, I feel like it is important to focus on, focus on the positives of like all the great things that are happening. And like, and I, there are a lot of positives going on. There always is. Right. But it is important to shine a light on what's wrong and what we need to get better. Right. And, you know, we're, we always need to progress as well and just become like, obviously, you know, living in America, we, we always sort of thought of ourselves as like yeah, the best, the right? Beacon, we're the, the superpower. We're the beacon of light that shines in the West. I totally right. get that. And I, I love that. I want to be that. I want to continue to be that. But I feel like when we have negatives, we need to make those into positives. So we don't have that like no, Achilles heel. Dude, I totally agree with you. But I think the one, the one thing is like, I feel like we have such a, we live such a short life. Right. And that's why, like, that's one of the reasons why I say like, let's not focus on all the negatives all the time. Let's focus on the positives and let's give the positives as much attention as we give the negatives in the media. Like, there are really good things out there that are happening. Like the amount of people that I was listening to on the radio, and they were talking about all these experiences of, of like pay it forward. And you know how, you know, this one woman called in and she goes, you know, I'm, I was really down on my luck. I was having this really bad, you know, period of time in my life. And I was at the grocery store and yeah, I was on food stamps at the time. And, you know, I swiped a card and, and I had run out. So she's like, I had to pick, you know, what did I need and what didn't I need and this, that, and the other thing. And she goes, there was a woman who got out of line and there was an ATM, I guess, outside of the grocery store, got out of line and took 250 bucks or like 200, 250 bucks. I don't remember out of the ATM comes back in and hands it to the woman and goes, listen, I get it. Like, I get what you're going through. I'm sorry. You have to do that. If let me just pay for your groceries. Like, Things like that. It's just little stuff like that that just doesn't go no, you know, it goes unnoticed. There's so much good that that needs to. I think it would just make everybody happier. We didn't focus on the negatives anyway. So Ryan, I totally get Ryan. What kind of music you listening to? (laughs) No, I mean, I I think that was my biggest point. Is just you know, I really like that song. I think that's a good song to, you know, for people to watch. You know, especially the video and um, you know, side. Side note, you know, another song that I like just because I like it is uh, it's called Up Down by Morgan Whalen and Florida Georgia Line. Oh. It's another good one. I think people would like actually, Stephen, I think you would really enjoy that. So maybe after the podcast, check that one out. Also, another side note, we were talking about like kind of alternative Imagine Dragons, their new song Thunder. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a, that one's really popular right hey, now. That one's, I like that. I'm a huge Imagine Dragons fan. So, um, well, it's not actually, it's not a new song. It came out last year. It's new. I mean, it yeah. came out last year. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah. Um, yeah, it's awesome. I mean, there's just really, I feel like there's a lot of really good music out right now. I also like, again, another song that, you know, I'm a little embarrassed to admit that I like. It's uh, Wolves by Selena Gomez. It's a pretty good oh, one. Oh, yeah? Pretty good one. <laughs> I don't know if I've heard it. Well, maybe, but. I'll send you a link. I don't remember. I'll send you a link. <laughs> so, all right, sounds good. Yeah, I think, like I said, there's some really, really good music out there, and you know, this is this, hey, it, what it music music is a great medicine, and it helps you get yeah, through a lot, of, a lot of stuff. So, it, life would be very interesting without music. Life would be very uninteresting without music. Yeah, I'll tell you. All right, anyway, beside the point. 
All right, well, I have one more little ad lib fun thing for us to do, and then we can hop into some favorites. So my one last ad lib is actually sort of a – it's going to be a little tricky, but I want you to try to think and think good. So um, what is something – Let's say, you know, you have a big meeting, you have a big presentation, you have something big coming up in your life. You know, maybe say you want to jump into doing something new that you haven't tried before. You want to go back to school. You want to do X, Y, and Z. You need something to get get you fired up, pumped up to go to go do this thing. Say, who knows, maybe even have like a hockey game or a basketball game to go to that you got to play in. What, what, what gets you in the zone, locked in, fired up? Like what, what gets you pumped? Wow. That's a good, it's a great question um for me i think it really depends on the situation um i think like if we're talking all right so this sounds lame but i was in a very competitive flag football league in college and um you know i don't don't want to brag or anything but um it's in, in that like scenario, like if, if I'm trying to get pumped up for like a sporting event or if I'm at the gym, um, I'm just trying to psych myself up and get in that mode to really just, you know, sweat my ass off and, and really work hard. Um, I have this, I have like my go-to heavy metal playlist that I just, I just throw my headphones on and I just rock out, man. I just like, I kind of go into this empty space in my head where I just don't really let thoughts in or out. And I just listen to the music and the music just gets my, my blood pumping and my heart racing and, um, you know, just really gets me in the mood and, and just ready to like, almost feel like I'm, I could conquer the world. Um, when it comes to like a presentation, um, I've had to give a lot of presentations. And it's actually funny too, because I, I, you know, I do come from a performing background. So that was like my life. So I would have a lot of like performances and things where I would have to kind of get in a good frame of mind before I would go out on stage and sing in front of hundreds, thousands of people. Um, one of the things that helps me get in the zone is again, still even singing like at an event, it's just kind of the same thing as a sporting event for me. It's like, I need to get my blood pumping and it's, it's the same like heavy metal, like disturbed down with sickness, like, that kind of stuff that I just, I literally get, I try to get rid of every thought in my head and just listen to the music and let, let the, let, you know, let my blood flow. And that's kind of what gets me going. What about you? Yeah. Music is, music is definitely a good outlet to get you sort of pumped up because like you just can sort of vibe in like the lyrics or the beat oh, yeah. or whatever, and just sort of like let it take over you. Um, so on the music aspect of it, like if I'm getting fired up for like, I don't know, like a basketball game or, you know, whatever I might be involved in, you know, um, a good song that always got me fired up was a song called ambition by Wale. It sounds kind of funny, but, um, you know, in it, he just sort of talks about like what, you know, drives him, what, you know, what's his ambition to get where he needs to go. So that always got me going. Um, but there was always this video on YouTube that I used to watch, like when I, really needed a big push and i don't know it you know it's a, it's a famous guy he he gives like motivational speeches and um basically it's about success and what you need to do to be successful and 
you know, the one key line in it, like sort of in the middle of the video, the key line that he says is when you want to succeed as badly as you want to breathe, then you'll be successful. And, you know, throughout the whole video, you know, he says different things about different like famous people, you know, 50 Cent and, you know, I think it's like Beyonce or something like different times in their life when they had to, you know, succeed and how they did it. Um, it's a, it's a really, really cool video. You know, I'll try to find it. Maybe we can post it on, on, on our Twitter so other people can watch it, but it's, you know, I don't know. It always got me fired up cause it was just like, you know, when you think about those big things in your life that you need to, you know, overcome those obstacles to get to where you want to be, you know, for me, you know, what, being a photographer, you know, all that kind of stuff. And when you need that extra push, I just always found that to be like really motivational. So you know, I'll see if I can find a link. Maybe we get it yeah, posted, no but you know, that's, no, that sounds awesome. Like, uh, you know, one of the things too, that I like to do, especially, you know, I, I think a lot of, a lot of these, um, these moments where I've needed to get fired up for something has come like through my singing, kind of like what you said with photography. Um, so one of the things that I do is I even think about my past successes and my past failures. Um, and I, I actually would get fueled by my failures more than I would my successes. I, you know, um, I'm not one to dwell on my failures. Um, I, I like to use them as an opportunity to grow and, and, and an opportunity to get better, um, in any aspect of my life. So I've take I would take my failures and I would kind of compare them up to my successes and I would say, well, we'll kind of like go through my head. Well, what went, what went different um, when I succeeded rather than when I failed? And I would just kind of use that as motivation to say, you know what? I've succeeded before. I will succeed again. But I also failed before. So what what do I have to do to ensure that I don't fail? And that's enough just to get me going and get me fired up. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, I'd love to hear, I'd love to hear, cool. um, you know, the, the same thing from our listeners. Like if there's anything that, you know, gets you fired up, whether it's music or, you know, there's a routine that you have, um, you know, got to put your left sock on and then your underwear and then your right sock or, you know, something, something superstitious like that. We'd love to hear it. Um, we haven't done a shameless plug to any of our social media yet, Ryan. Uh, you can, you can reach out to us. We got a little sidetracked. We have, you know, we're a little rusty. Um, you can find us on all, I know. That being said, I mean, any any of the topics that we've we've touched on today, you know, I know we've sort of been ad libbing and just coming right off the top of our heads, but you know, anything that we've talked about to this point that you guys want to talk about and weigh in, yeah, I mean, you know, feel free. Go ahead. Yeah. Your, so, plug. like Ryan said, reach out to us on Facebook. You can even send us if you'd rather. You can send us a uh, a message on Facebook, like a slide into the DMs if you want. Um, on Facebook at Podcast Ordinary, same with Twitter at Podcast Ordinary, and uh, you can even shoot us an email at v.ordinary.podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear. We'd love to hear from you. Awesome, yeah, and I think that's a great time to segue into our last piece, uh, which is let's play some favorites. Let's play some favorites. Let's do it. All right. All right, you start so us Ryan, off. Um, with the recent um, successes of, I would say, the Marvel movies, um, and one in particular 
um, the Avengers that just came out, Infinity War. Um, I kind of want to know what your favorite movie is. Um, my wife and I had a little date night on Friday, and we went to see Infinity War. And I just have to point this out. I think – did I add this to here? I may have, may have not. No, I haven't. But um, our buddy Doug Stansley, who, who tweets at us and shows us um, – you know, gives us some really great content. I have to find this tweet real quick or else I will kick myself. He tweeted out and he, he did the math. For the first 11 days since its release, Avengers Infinity War made over $1,000 a second. That's nuts. That's insane. Jeez. So with – Yeah, I know, Must right? Must be nice. Jeez. Don't worry. We're gonna, we'll, we'll do that with the podcast. We'll get there. So with, yeah. So with that in mind, what's your favorite <laughs> movie? Like – or yeah, and you know I know it's kind of hard to say your favorite movie. Give me like, give me your top three. What are like your top three movies? Like desert, like desert island movies. Oh my god, you're killing me, dude. I I don't. I'm not even really a movie guy to start. Like I don't even know if I've seen three oh, movies yeah, in a lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> well that's obviously an exaggeration but I, I really don't see a lot of movies like last time i was to the movie theaters was legit right. probably like a year ago yeah, we all have netflix bro. um i know but I, I don't watch movies i watch tv Crap. i'm killing you killing me here okay I'm all right, all right. i got this i'm trying i'm trying you get this i'm trying all right so that's fine i deserved it um one movie I always liked, it sounds so cheesy and like, and it's old and no one's really going to like it, but one movie I always liked watching was um, Gladiator. That's a solid, that's a solid um, I always, I, movie choice. Why would you think nobody would like that? That is a yeah, solid movie it, choice. I mean, it's old. It's old. It's an old movie. Um. Dude, one of my top know, one of my top movies uh, I had one of my top of movies is Citizen Kane. It's in black and white and came out in like the forties. It's a great piece of it's a great piece of cinema. <laughs> Sorry. Great piece of cinema. I honestly I had one on the t- on the tip of my tongue that I was gonna pair along with Gladiator and What's I What's it about? Can't remember it now. I don't remember. I had the name. Like I was like Who's I was I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Gladiator and then I'm gonna follow it up with this movie. Dude, you I are don't remember now. Killing me. It's literally finished. Like in thin air. I know. Just go right, before so I just kill us. If we're gonna go top three movies, like, this is hard for me. I'm a huge movie buff. Um, I love. I just love watching movies. My again, these are my opinions. People are probably gonna get on me. At I don't care. You know what? It's my opinion. Whatever. Um, I would say in no particular order. Wow, that's actually really tough. Um, I'm going to say The Patriot with Mel Gibson. Ooh. And Heath Ledger. Yeah, great movie. One of my – one of my that's – anytime that's like on TV, that usually is on TV like around 4th of July, I go nuts and I watch it. I have to. Like every – I just have to. Um, yeah, I'm you can. I'm going to say – Kind of like it's kind of like you're stuck actually. Like if you flick around on TV and you, you, and you run not, into it, yeah, you, you can't, can't turn it off. off. Like I mean, it's just it's three stuck hours out. of just glorious, 
glorious Mel Gibson. Um, Mel Gibson. I would say another favorite movie is Jurassic Park, the original Jurassic Park, the first one. Um, I just I've ever since I was a kid, I was just always fascinated by dinosaurs, and you know, to finally you know to be able to see like a dinosaur on screen to me was just unreal. Also, I'm going to point out if you were to go back and watch the original Jurassic Park right now, the effects, and obviously I know some of the dino, like the dinosaurs weren't CGI, like they were in Jurassic world. Like some of the, you know, the dinosaurs were actually like models. I don't care like what you say on real, how good it, like just how good everything looked. Just everything about it, the effects just blow, still blow me away in 2018. Um, and number three, like I said, no particular order. Wow, this is really tough. I'm gonna say Avatar. The James, the James Cameron Avatar movie. Yeah, that was a good um, movie. I don't know. There's something about like that whole spectacle of like another planet. And I also like the, you know, the kind of the juxtaposition of how the Navi are, are kind of like the native Americans and, you know, the humans are, you know, the English settlers that were kind of forcing, you know, forcing native Americans off their land. And I I think it's just a really kind of, it's an, it's a really neat story that kind of gets you subliminally thinking about, you know, some of the things that we've done, you know, some of the things that have happened in our own history. So, it, you know, and also just the effects of that movie are just freaking insane. But that's a, that's a good one. Yeah, All right. So absolutely. let's go back to you. Gladiators one. What else we got? Oh, oh crap. I didn't know we were coming back. I wasn't even thinking. Is this your first time on the podcast? Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Um. Ooh. Yes. All right. Come on. Come on. Just give me one. More. Give me one. More. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna. At I'm gonna shamelessly. More. You can't bow out. You can't do more? it. Oh my. Dude, I'll ramble. I'll just I want ramble to on. so badly. Though. So there's no dead air. You know. This episode is crap. This this episode of the Ordinary Podcast crap, is crap. brought to you by Indecision. Are you kidding just me? Just typing in movies on Google. Are you serious right now? <laughs> Dude. No, no, no. Well, I am serious. I didn't do it, but like not for any. All right. It's well, not going to help well, me. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right. Because I haven't Let's seen any on. movies. You son, you son of a dog. All right. Man, did you save me? All right, all right. I'll start. I'll ask I don't even know question. if I can answer all right, this question. So I'm, question I'm, number two. We might have to end right now. I'm, you, I'm so distraught. You can't come up with three movies. <laughs> three movies. Listen, you are you a dog movies? or a cat person? All right. <laughs> no, I really can't. The Dude, pressure's you put me on, on the spot I with a basketball think. question that I wasn't that I didn't see coming. I know, but like you can vamp a little bit. Like I have to like think. I know that's sometimes tough for you, right? No, I'm just. Just busting your balls. Um, yeah, man. It's a real struggle. I would say that I am a dog person, like hands down. I uh, not 
Yeah, I'm not a cat guy. Hands I don't down, know. He says. Um, I so I have to like I have to kind of allude that I also haven't been a giant pet fan, like just animals in general, up until. Yeah. yeah, that's why I, I thought it was going to be an interesting question for you because throughout the time yeah, I've not, known you, it's never really been. I, 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 had, I ever a had one or the dog other dog for like six months to a year. Um, when my grandmother passed away, we inherited her um, her toy poodle. So we had him. We had him, like I said, for like six months. But we just mm. we just we just weren't a pet family. Like we just weren't. So we found a, a really awesome family that we were we were really good friends with. They were looking for a dog, and um, you know they were looking for an for an older dog that had you know had already been house housebroken, you know was good with kids and this that and the other thing. And you know we just I don't know it just didn't click with us for some reason. Like we just it never clicked. Um, so like I said until recently. Like four years ago, when my wife and I started dating, um, I didn't realize at the time, um, but they have a dog, and she is a, I want to say she's like 12 years old. She's like a 12-year-old cockapoo named Roxy, and I love that dog more than I love most people. Um which is crazy, which is crazy to me because, I, like I said, I was never really a pet wow. fan, um, really, until Roxy. And she kind of, like, changed my changed my attitude on dogs. And um, I just – she's – dude, she's such a love. I'm telling you, like, when yeah, I would stay at my wife's – when we were dating, uh, even when we were engaged and her parents would, like, go away on vacation, uh, I would stay at her house, like, while they were away just so, you know, she wasn't by herself and um, – you know, when they wouldn't take Roxy on, on trips with them, Roxy, Roxy sleeps in her crate. Like my, when my, my, uh, in-laws got her, they used the crate, not as like a, you know, they never crated her. Like my mother-in-law was a stay-at-home mom. So you know, she was always home. So they never had to put her in the, in the dog in the crate. So the crate was always like a good thing. It was, a, it, that's where she, you know, she slept. So what we did was like the first time I had stayed at my wife's parents' house, we tried to, to put Roxy in the crate to go to bed. And all she did was whine, 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 whine. So I slept on a queen, I, you know, I slept on a queen air mattress. Um, and finally we just, we let her get out and she jumped up on the queen, on the air mattress with me. And she, she cuddled, she came like underneath the blanket. She cuddled right up to me. And from there, my best friend, I love that dog. Love her. And I even, I, I even, you know, I'm like, oh, I just want to like steal her. Like, keep her for it, it was funny. Cause she actually, um, we had our in-laws <laughs> or I had my in-laws over for dinner two weeks ago. Yeah. Two weeks ago. And they brought the dog and I was like, I was thrilled. It was so funny. You know, she came in and she was so excited. She's sniffing around all over the place. And then, uh, she ran right up the stairs straight into my bedroom. And I was up there with her. I'm like, what are you doing? And she jumped up on my bed and just laid there looking at me like, dude, let's go. Where are the cuddles? 
So I hopped in the bed, I, you know, giving her some pets and some love. So I'm definitely a dog person. I've definitely grown into a dog person. Now, I know for you, cool. this is where we, we don't agree on this one. Your life is, you, you have been. I you don't have, know. My, my life has life. been very. I do. I have. So when I grew up, obviously, you know, my family was big into dogs. We had multiple at a time, um, you know, Labradors all the time. (laughs) We had a big yard, so we always had dogs. Um, So, you know, dogs always have a soft spot in my heart. But, you know, I've definitely over the past few years grown more into a cat person just because, you know, once I started dating my girlfriend, she's always had a bunch of cats. So Jeez. they've been around. You know, currently I have three that I share with her. Yeah. And uh, uh, so oldest is named Mia. Um, second oldest is named Stella. And then the youngest is named Chandler. Named and they're girl, all girls. Cat, um, Chandler? Clearly, I don't know. Clearly it's after Chandler Ben, obviously. Listen, it's a friend. It's a yep. Yeah, so it's a friend's reference. Um, it's technically after Chandler, but it's more oh. so after if you remember when Phoebe yep. has the triplets, and the third triplet is supposed to be a boy, and it's going to be named Chandler. Oh, but then it turns out it's a girl, and they still name it Chandler. And my favorite part, my favorite part is when uh, Frank comes out of the delivery room and That's he's fun. yelling, That's awesome. "You know, Chandler's a girl. Chandler's a girl." So, boom. There's, there's Chandler. So, yeah. So, um, I don't know. It's just, there's something about them. They're, they're just very, I think they just sort of fit my attitude a little bit more. They're just so chill. They're so relaxed. They sort of do their own thing. You know, you put out their food, you put out their litter for them and they just sort of coexist with you. You know, it's, you know, I do love dogs, but they're very, they need your time. They need your attention. They need your presence. They're just very. They're a lot more needed. They're a lot more like like a kid almost. They they need you, whereas a cat's more like more self reliant in a way. Yeah. You know they still need you to an extent, but they're more like just there with you. I don't know. I mean, I, I like them both a lot. Um, I would take a dog in a heartbeat. I would take a cat in a heartbeat. But if I had to, if you if you were making me pick one right now, I would say a cat Pretty person cool. just because okay. I have three and no dog right now. All right. Here we go. Next one. Favorite. Not bad food. at all. Favorite food. And again. Favorite food. Yeah, that's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm hungry right now, so I'm going to name like six different things. <laughs> all right. So so for me, I, I think Ooh. King all right, would well, be. All right, so now here's the sub question. I don't think you what can cut? beat a good steak. Yeah. See, I'm not too specific on like the cut. Like, I'll go to Texas Roadhouse, I'll go to Outback, and I'll just get whatever looks good at the time. Honestly, I'm not. I'm not too like. I'm not too picky on what exactly I'm getting. <sighs> to be honest, what about I, you? Obviously, you have something in I mind. Really so, don't. so go ahead. I mean, I have like a, I have like a plethora of food. That I like. I mean, let's be honest. Everybody has multiple favorite foods, but there's. I feel like if there's one thing that I can never go wrong with, it's pizza. Oh yeah. 
You know what I mean? Like, especially in Jersey, like even oh, mediocre stop, pizza yeah. is phenomenal. You know what I mean? So like, I'm a big fan of um, white pizza. Yeah. So I'll get like a white pizza with like grilled chicken and broccoli on it, a little bit of garlic. Um, I also love specialty pizzas. Like I'll get like a buffalo chicken pizza. Ugh. I'll get like a, I'll get like a, I'll get like a chicken bacon ranch pizza, which is pretty right. good. All right. All but, right. Um, my all time <laughs> favorite pizza, baked ziti pizza. Okay. Dude, I'm all, all about that baked ziti pizza. Dude, oh, I can stop. eat that. Okay. We got eat that every day of my life. <laughs> Just slam it. Slam it in my face. I think we're going to have to move on. Oh, yeah. Man. Okay. You know what be good? Right. Bake on it. You know I'm hungry. You know I'm starving right now. You know it. You're being, you're being mean. All right. Nice no, no, no. Juicy steak. No, we're done. Okay. All right. Last question for last play. Let's play favorites. Someone. If you could have dinner with – all right. You worded this. A little weird, but uh, if you could have dinner with like someone who's either dead or alive, I saw on who Facebook, and I was like, "This could be really cool." Just like kind of pose this question, um, even to our listeners. Like, I'd love to hear what the listeners have to say. Like, if you could have dinner with someone dead or alive, who would it be? For me, um, I'm gonna have to say, I'm, it's kind of cliche. I would love to have dinner with my grandparents, my my mother's parents. Um, they passed away when I was younger. My grandpa passed away when I was seven and my grandmother, I was 13 and my grandmother actually sparked my love for music and for performing and for being on stage. And, um, unfortunately she never got to see me, um, perform. So I kind of caught the bug after she had passed away because she had instilled this love from of it. Um, for me at a young age, but you know, I didn't act on it until, you know, she was already gone. So, um, excuse me. So just to, just to be able to sit down with her and kind of talk to her about like, you know, what does she think about, you know, my, my performing background and, you know, some of my accomplishments and, um, that'd be really cool, obviously. Um, but if we're going to talk like celebrity, uh, that's kind of tough uh actually no you know i would love to have dinner with abraham lincoln i don't know why i i just no i do know why um i'm just like a big like american history buff i just i love american history um i think the civil war era in american history is really cool as well so just kind of like like even just talk to him about the emancipation, you know, the emancipation proclamation and to talk to him about like, um, you know, what, you know, what was the, like, what was like that tipping point for him where he was like, I'm going to make this speech, you know, this is what it's going to be about free the slaves. Like I, I would love to know like kind of his thought process in a time where, you know, obviously our country was at war with itself over, really this particular issue. I would just, I, I don't know. I would just like to know, you know? Yeah. That's anyway. a good one. How about you? Yeah. No, I, I, I like that. And you had to get real deep in the beginning. So mine's going to be a little, uh, 
not not Sorry. as good. <laughs> um, I'm gonna I, no, that's okay. Um, I guess I would sort of you know agree with you, and I would be more so on the side of people that like like you want to know more about that made like a big difference in, yeah. in in history. You know what I mean? So like like JFK or like like you said Abraham Lincoln or you know, even, even George Washington, just like, you know, those historical people that really just did so much, um, just loves to know more about them and like their struggles and what they went through. And I don't know, like, I feel like, you know, history is great and we learn a lot from it, you know, what we, what we get taught, but like learning from what they're literally saying to you would be a whole another level. How about, um, how about like, uh, well, like a, give me like a celebrity, a celebrity. Hmm. Let's see. I would um I would love to I don't know whether to go sports or like pop culture. That's my problem. Well, I'll give you a second to think about it, but um because something something else just popped in my mind. When you said George Washington, um obviously we're talking about, you know, American history. Um, you know, I brought up the Civil War also who I'd love who I would love to have dinner with. Was if you go back even further to the Revolutionary War, would be um, Marquis de Lafayette, who was the um, he was a military officer, a French military officer who fought in the American Revolution. It was uh, pretty pretty important to the uh, to the Revolutionary War, um, especially on our side. So I would have loved. Yeah, I'd love to have dinner with him and just kind of pick his brain a little bit about what it was like to be a Frenchman fighting, you know, fighting, you know, a war that, you know, your country wasn't really involved in until like the end. So that'd be kind of cool. Um, So one celebrity, I guess, would be, I'm just going to steal from earlier. And I honestly think I'd love to have dinner with like LeBron. I think that'd be so cool. All right, it's a cop out, but that's all right. That wasn't a cop out. I think that'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit of a cop out, but that's all right. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just busting chops. <laughs> no, I mean you're right. I mean I think that would be pretty cool. Yeah, I mean I think it's really just pick it out of hat. I think anybody you could pick that's like famous I'd, would be cool. Truthfully, I'd even love I'd even love to have dinner with like Tom Brady. Yeah. I mean, you yeah, know? yeah, I'd, I would. I'd do it. Oh, come on. I know you're a Jets fan. You don't like the guy, but I said I'd I'm a Giants it. fan, and I don't yeah, like the I said guy. I'd I think, do it. I think it'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'd be pretty neat. <laughs> it's he's, he's the best in the game. Yeah. Well, best in the game is arbitrary, but anyway, <laughs> as we discussed before. Right. All right, man. Well, so, I think that's a pretty good spot to end it if, if you agree yeah dude i totally agree i think this is an awesome episode um thanks so much for sticking with us and you know obviously we're back from the hiatus we're going to try to just like we did before our break we're going to try to pump out an episode every single week we're gonna the days may fluctuate we might not record on wednesdays like we used to uh, so just bear with us we'll you know keep uh, posted to our facebook our twitter um, we're going to make sure that we, uh, we really update you guys. Also remember we have that website up and up and, uh, go and check that out. Uh, if you want to donate to our GoFundMe page, you still can. The campaign is still active. 
anything you can do to help us, we appreciate it. Again, this show is made for you guys, and we want to hear what you have to say. So please, um, any ideas, anything you want to hear, reach out to us on Facebook, on on Twitter, at Podcast Ordinary, and shoot us uh, some fan audio over at the.ordinary.podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, guys, thanks for listening, as always, and we'll see you on the next episode.